Seeking advice from others is something many of us do. We need approval from others to affirm we're making the right decisions, weighing our hearts versus our minds. That advice can come from friends and family, or it can come from complete strangers. In a case like tonight's story, it's an important reminder to take that advice before it's too late. Welcome to another episode of... Actually, can I get a beer? Yeah. Is anybody else drinking but me? What the fuck? No, we're all drinking. I feel like I'm already almost drunk. I have literally eaten zero Well, y'all today. need to do another shot. I'm... I, it's, a, it's a Sunday. What else do y'all got to do, man? Nothing. Nothing. Well, take it. Let's take a shot. I'm telling you, man. Let's take a shot for Sydney. Oh, you gonna turn Sydney down? Sydney, I'm sorry. I don't think... I don't think they want to take a shot for you. I'll take a shot. <laughs> That's how I play my game called Guilt Trippin'. I don't know why, man. I've been picking these depressing ass stories. It's probably because of Google. Like, I remember Brienne on her podcast. She's like, because, like, literally for the past five weeks, every story she's covered was like dead kids in the woods. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Brienne. I love your podcast, but yo, you need to clear your cookies on your computer because fucking Google is recommending you dead kids. <laughs> and that's true. That's what's happening now. Fucking, if you if you do one episode, remember when we first started, I did that one Canadian episode. Yes, and then and it was for, all Canada. For seven weeks later, I'm doing another for Canada story. And then you were like, and then you were like, I don't understand why it's all Canada. I'm like, because you're, you're looking up. No, it's because they recommend that shit. And this is the same one, man. I, I just, I need to clear my cookies. I love cookies. Speaking of cookies, yeah, cookies being nice. If it wasn't for the tragedy of the story, this would be a real fun story to cover because of the drama. But, I mean, the the actual tragedy is, is heartbreaking. No fun. Okay. What are you drinking? I am... We're all finishing up a bottle. I just need to know... Hold on. I'm oh, sorry. but you're, you're just drinking less than us for some reason. Uh, no, I finished up a bottle. <laughs> I can... Jen's drinking more. <laughs> <laughs> Who pours these? <laughs> Me. I, I finished up a bottle for Jen. I finished up a bottle for myself. Oh, Pats are up 19 to 3. Nice. Nice. It is the third quarter. Yeah, but they ain't gonna fucking win without old braids. I don't want to talk about it. Matt <sighs> Jones is the future. The fucking goat, baby. Getting massages oh. with his uh, boyfriend. What's his Alex name? Alex Guerrero. Cheers. Alex Guerrero. Cheers. Giselle walks in. He's all sweaty. <laughs> Ooh, I had the best one. Jen, or Sydney, that's for you. Oh, gross. What the fuck was sing. it? I didn't I'm sorry. You now? got peanut so, butter. Yeah, I did. You got so cool. I should have mixed the peanut butter. I with, got the spud. I didn't see the peanut butter. I was gonna mix the peanut butter with the butterscotch. Uh, that would have been good. Oh well. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. We already drank Sorry, them. Sorry, we went out of order. We're drunk. Stop making making it sound like you're drunk. Are you drunk or not? I am. I have eaten zero things today. I had grits for breakfast. And I had one cup of coffee. So. I didn't have coffee. <laughs> I wasted. I put I'm a little not bit drunk. Of honey I'm... in my grits, and it wasn't bad. Ooh. I want to go to Grace and Grit. We should go there when D comes. I do want to go to Grace and Grit. All right. As well. Can we get, do the story? I can't wait for your chili. It's so good. Mm. Do you have chips? 
That sounded sexual. I, I can't have, wait for your chili. I do have some potato chips, but I don't have tortilla chips. Oh, we can go to Teets. I'll go to Teets. Oh, actually, no, because I don't have my wallet. It's at my office. I you at my always office forget your wallet because you want us to pay. That's not true. I Venmo all the time. No, she mm. does. It's fine. I yeah, I don't have tortilla chips. You're fucking poor. What do I? I have? am poor. So. <laughs> What are you saying? <laughs> that I am a Your less, point? Of, <laughs> less of a person? Are you trying to win, are you trying? I have bread. I have bread. After yes, that ice bread. video. That's better. People really saw our finances after that ice video. <laughs> what was the ice video? <laughs> the, the, the chips, how you couldn't afford the ice. No, you, you couldn't afford ice. I put when? that video out and no, then no, they got the, a little... The, I, the ice, I, when you went to Sphinx. Yeah, I put oh. that video out and... That was so funny. Yeah, that was and then you got a lot though. of shares and shit. I did? Oh. Yeah, but we should have included Jen's Venmo for people to deposit money. I was into like, her wait, account. Jen, you can't afford ice? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> You're like, we're paying her, right? <laughs> Be like that sometimes. Okay, well, let's get on with this. Yay, cheers. Thank you, Sydney. Welcome. I'm just moving on to a new season of my life. That's good. <sighs> Seasons of love. You got a new car. You moved down away from us. Oh my God, will you please stop? (laughs) It's been over a year and he's still not over it. No, it's fine. That just means that he misses me. No, it's fine. I talk to you every Sunday. You know, communication goes two ways, John. If you want to talk to me, you can text me. Not with me, motherfucker. It goes one way. You talk to me, and then if I'm in a good mood, I'll talk back. (laughs) (laughs) And if his phone is charged and he knows where it is. If I message you, It'll make you feel better, but if you don't message me back, I'd just be like, oh, he's in a bad mood. No, because you message me TikTok videos. You know damn well I ain't gonna watch them. I haven't sent you a TikTok video since you told me not to send you a TikTok video. Welcome to Talk Murder to Me. My name is John. I'm here with Jen and Aquise. I put all my sources, photos, videos on talkmurder.com. You can go there. This is episode 261. This is the tragic case of Brandy Worley. Anybody heard of her? No. She looks... Pissed. Sad. Is this Brandy? That is Brandy. Yeah. Brandy, B-R-A-N-D-I. Brandy. Brandy. She's a fine girl. What a good wife you and me. Such a fine girl. Well, she is. My life, my love, and the lady is a Let me just tell you right now, she ain't a good wife. Uh-oh. Isn't that a show, Good Wives? Yeah, it is. Good Wife. This is. This is a 911 call that came in on November 17th, 2016. This is around 4 a.m. Her husband is sleeping, as we'll get to, in the basement. Oh, did they have a fight? (sighs) Yeah, which, if we had a fight, I sure as hell ain't gonna be in the basement. Well, you don't have a basement. There is no basement. I'm gonna be on a master bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be on the couch. (laughs) I don't care if it's my uh, fault or not. You guys have a, f- a comfy couch, so. <laughs> All right. This We've is- never fought like that, no- so. Oh. Not yet. It's only been a year. <laughs> no- I slept on the couch one night when you guys abandoned me you during our glamping. You also slept on the floor. November 17, 2016. This is around 4 a.m. Brandy Worley. She calls 911. This is her call. We're going to listen to it in its entirety. It's only five minutes. And this call is coming in from two... 03 South Madison Street, which she'll say, in Darlington, Indiana. We like, don't cover a lot of Indiana cases. I know. I was thinking about that. You know what they're known for? Popcorn. The Indiana Popcorn Company. And they're known for Indiana Jones. And the Colts. If and I Pacers. If I owned a, a jean store, I would call it Indiana Jeans. Oh, okay. That's good. But... 
my whole business would be based on that name, so it probably wouldn't do very good. Well, you know, it's all like brilliant. khakis too, and hats and whips. No, just jeans, Jen. Oh. Indiana jeans, not Indiana khakis. What the fuck? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana he... whips. What the fuck? <laughs> Indiana jeans, Jen. Okay, and next door to that, I'll rent out the space to John Perry's cup holders for washing machines. Dot com. Let's see how much you laugh after you hear what she has to say. Montgomery County 911, where's your emergency? 1203 South Madison Street. In what town? Darlington. Hey, what's going on there? I just stabbed myself and I killed my two children. <gasps> oh, no. Two children? <laughs> Why do I do these stories? What the fuck? Two children? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what's your name? Brandy Worley. Brandy what? Worley. Okay. How do you spell your last name? All right, tell me. Can you imagine being the 911 dispatcher yes. in this one? I was actually the blog post I wrote. That's the first thing I, I asked. Like, try to imagine the headline is try to imagine yourself as this 911 operator. Hello, 911. What is your emergency? Or where's your emergency? 203 South Madison Street. And what's going on there? I just stabbed myself and killed my two children. I quit. <laughs> Fucking hang up. Oh, it's terrible. Shit. Oh my gosh. I cannot. That, like that has to be one of the most stressful jobs. Well, that's like when, you know, in, in my job right now as a school counselor, whenever you have a student in crisis, like this past oh. week, I had one who, who had, you know, thoughts of, of, um, you know, killing himself and who had tried to self harm previously. It's like, you have to stay calm in the moment, but it's so heartbreaking. And then, but the alarm goes off. It's like fire, fire, fire. Like you have to call like an admin yeah. to, and it, and it, which kind of stinks, but also is good because you want the support there. But it's like, there's so many like formal things that you have to go through yeah. instead of just like, do the being, other kids know? No, See, that's, no. that's the, that would be the scary part. Cause kids are fucking mean, man. You know what I'm saying? If, if you have a kid that's like, cutting themselves or whatever i feel like kids will not be well nice oh everything okay they'll be like oh you freak or whatever well no no it's not really like that like if if someone sees another student harming themselves like if they see scars most of the time they'll come to us and be like hey like oh i think my friend is cutting themselves and then we'll have to call the kid down but yeah for the most part i mean they're like our students are, are really you know good about that um, but it's just, it's just so heartbreaking and not to take away from this case, but it's almost like similar to this 911 operator where you have to be like, okay, like this is this, this went from like, well, I can't zero even, to 60. Yeah. So fast. I can't compare myself to a 911 operator because I literally deal with emergencies all day. But like when you get that no, call, I get it, like though. you yeah. have to be, you, you can't be like, you have to put yourself in the moment. It's it's just a very, very strange, like, go from, you could be talking about the weather. They could be like, oh, yeah. And, like, I was watching, like, Nick at Night and, you know, we were, Friends was on. And then all of a sudden I started to, like, cut myself. Like, not to make, Sorry. I'm not trying to make light of it at all. But, like, you can go from one mundane conversation to, like, this emergency. So it, it's just very bizarre. It's just, it is. Yeah. That's how I feel sometimes. I know this job ain't... I mean, podcast is my job. This is what I do. I also do audiobooks and stuff like that to to make ends meet. But 
Brienne was telling me the other day, she was like, we do base camp. That's how we communicate. She's in Colorado, but she was like, tell me when you edit this episode, if you can tell I was in a bad mood. And I was like, you know, what's going on? And she said, well, this fucking guy, this case I just did, this guy, he hates Jews, he hates women, he hates gays, and all this stuff. And I was like, dude, I I probably should have told you this when you started, but you cannot take that shit to heart, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not seeing this shit personally, but you're covering these cases, which means you're reading about murder, rape, kid murder. All day long, you're reading about this shit. You got to fucking distance yourself, man. I mean, and she knew that, but... I mean, with these guys, every fucking day, I research some brutal-ass rapes, murders, you know, and the, you know, kid murders every fucking day. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And so, you gotta, you gotta, like, you can't take that shit to heart. I'm sorry, am I, like, rambling? No. I, I'm sorry, I'm really drunk, kind of. No, I don't think you're rambling, but I mean, it, there's a difference between like. Yeah, I just totally cut you off in your no, conversation. You no, I was done talking because oh. I was I was thinking that I was personalizing it too much. As we were talking about this nine one one operator. And and what caused you to do this today? My husband wanted a divorce and wanted to take my kid. I won't let him have my kid. Okay, and how old are your children? Children three. This case would be really entertaining if it wasn't for this obvious tragedy that she Mm -hmm. killed her two kids. So she just told the 911 operator in a very monotoned, unemotional voice, my name is Brandy Worley. What's going on? I just stabbed myself and killed my two kids. It's like, her, there's no emotion there. It's almost like what's going through her brain. Now, she is on Benadryl, even though they didn't find too much in her system. I think they did a drug test, but, I mean, Nicole takes Benadryl. I had to take some yesterday because I my allergies yeah. were so bad. Yeah, because she talks in her sleep and drives everyone crazy. Apparently also do that. How many people are sleeping in your bed? Seven. Okay. And... Where did you stab yourself at? In the neck. Okay, are you bleeding? Yeah, there's blood everywhere. Okay, and where are you at? In my living room. You're in your living room? Mm-hmm. Okay, and... Are you, are you armed now with the knife still? No, it's in my children's room. I think at this point, this operator, he's like, oh, thank God, this is a fucking joke. This is just, this is just some prank. Because there's no way this woman actually did this, you know? Hello? Okay, where's your husband at? Downstairs somewhere. Okay, what's his condition? 
And when you say downstairs, is he in a basement or? Yeah. All right, real quick. I want to say when you're listening to this, I'm going to tell you the two victims right now. She did stab herself in the neck. She. Ooh. Yeah, so she's talking. In the neck. Yeah, in the neck with a, a K bar combat knife, which we'll get Ooh. to. A big ass knife that. We use to kill Taliban with all the time. So is she talking with this knife still in her neck or yeah. is she already yeah. taking the knife out? I don't know. I could not find I could not find the actual picture of her with the scar or whatever. I don't know how deep the fucking shit was, but she's talking after this after she yeah, stabs herself in the neck. I mean, and where in the neck did she But she, she was stab also herself? taken to the hospital for treatment. So I don't know how bad it was. I could not find that. I, I got everything available on this case i could not find out how bad that was and are what are you feeling right now i mean are you are you you're tired are you where yeah i took i took a lot of benadryl you took a lot of benadryl yeah okay and then remember this 4 a.m in the morning what caused you to do this today because my husband wanted a divorce and he wanted to take my kids and, and what caused you to do this today? My husband wanted a divorce and wanted to take my kid. I won't want him to my kid. That <sighs> seems like it was probably the right decision for your husband to take custody of the children. Well, we're going to get to that, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, it was, but we'll get to all this stuff. It's almost like that, if I can't have you, nobody can mentality. We do a lot of these cases, and I think you guys have it fucking backwards, Instead of killing your kids and then self-harming yourself, start with yourselves first. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? You know? I'm just saying, man. I'd rather fucking you kill yourself, stab yourself in the neck first, you know? Then, let's be clear. I mean, we're not condoning. No, I'm just saying. But all these fucking cases, we've done so many cases where it's like, I kill my kids and then I try to kill myself, but I didn't. I couldn't do it or whatever. Right. Life's right. worth if you're living. If you evil, kill yourself. Yes, fucking and don't start harm with your else. fucking self, I get what you're saying. Man. I mean, you're gonna... still fucked, but yes. No, I, I mean, saying. fucking kill yourself, yo. We wouldn't even be doing this story. Don't kill your kids. I mean, get mental help before you try to kill anybody. Also that. So the victims, seven and three. We have a Tyler... Worley, seven years old, and then Charlie Rose Jean Worley, which Charlie is spelled C H A R L E E. It's a it's a girl, so mm. a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. She's three. Mm. I'll get to this later, but Tyler, the seven year old, was first. This happened in her room in Charlie, the three year old's room, because she actually asked Mama what she was doing. And what the screaming was. Oh. Tell me about the Benadryl. You take Benadryl. Does that shit fuck you up? I mean, it helps my allergies a lot. But it, it makes you very sleepy. And I'll, I'll be <sighs> groggy when I wake up. Is it like Ambien? No. We it's an take, antihistamine, um, which makes you drowsy. We used to take... Uh, what was it? Is it Ambien's the one that makes you sleepy? Yeah. Yeah. We used to take that and force ourselves to stay awake. Which is supposed to get you really high. Yeah, we got fucking wasted. And I remember we were on the plane back from being overseas, and me and a bunch of dudes took, 
I don't know, we took like seven of these bitches. Oh my God. And we were like, dude, don't you go to sleep. I remember my buddy Hughes, he like fell asleep. And I'm like, boom, slapped him in his face. You better wake up. Holy shit, I'm fucked. And we were like seeing fucking little elves and shit. It was crazy. So I don't know if that's the same way. No. Oh. I mean, I'm not taking seven. I'm taking one, maybe two. Oh. Well, we were also wrong. snorting them. and Yes, yeah, probably has something to well, do with Well, we snorted half and put the other half, you know, obviously. Up in your our, butt. In your butt. Inter- interrectally, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm just, I just want to make a point. Like, I'm just intrigued as to why when she took her Benadryl and she was mad at her husband for wanting to leave and taking the kids... It's like I said that if I can't have you, nobody can mentality. But why did she choose the children to attack to instead of the husband? husband? Well, you're going to see here Is in a it second. because the children are easier to like control? All right, let's get into this for y'all. Oh, she got some teeth problems. Oh, kids. look, he was a wrestler. Oh, they're so cute. Why do John? Why do you keep doing these cases why, with kids? Why do you keep doing children murders? Why? Because <laughs> you need to clear your cookies, damn it! And now I clear my cookies. I don't know. I don't know. My life is That's a train wreck. So maybe this puts things in perspective. This is a really tragic case. Yeah, it is. Go to talkmore.com if you want to be depressed as fuck. <laughs> I mean, seriously, this is this is fucking dumb. Like, honestly, there's one super drama could literally make a Showtime episode like that Lianne Morarty stuff that you always read. Lianne Morarty. Kind of drama fiction about this case that's really entertaining. But fuck. And it would be if it wasn't for the kids, man. A seven year old Tyler right there. There's a picture of him. Uh, hugging his three-year-old sister, Charlie, and that's Charlie, C-H-A-R-L-E-E. Very tragic case, and uh, we're just going to get into it. I know it's sad, but November 17, 2016, you heard that completely emotionless 911 call. Quote, I just stabbed myself and killed my two children, end quote. Now, actually... To be honest, the I don't know if it's just this society we're living in where you kind of put yourself first. And I don't know if this sounds fucked up, but quote, I just stabbed myself and killed my two children. Actually, it was the other way around. It, it should have been, quote, I just killed my two children and then stabbed myself because she didn't stab herself first. She killed her two children and then tried to kill herself. And we've done so many cases where they've tried to kill themselves. And then, I mean, remember that one case we just did, Alicia Bromfield? And then the detective was like, oh, and then you, you tried to kill yourself, but then you realize life is worth living? Yeah, that's right. You know? I mean, come on, man. Honestly. Ugh. Anyway, the 911 call, the dispatcher asked, why did you do this? You know, what's, what's going on? Why did you do this? Quote, my husband wanted a divorce and wanted to take my kids, and I don't want him to have my kids, end quote. The victims here, Tyler Daniel Clinton, Worley, seven years old, was born in 2009. Mm. 
2009. That's when we graduated from high school. I was go. I was. Uh-huh. I mean, I was in Fort Bragg 2009. I w- I was I was in Afghanistan in 2009. Still wasn't that long ago. And this happened in 2016. He was seven years old. Him right there, very uh, energetic, fun kid. I'll talk about him in a second. One thing he cared about in this world is taking care of his little sister. Mm-hmm. Charlie Rose Jean Worley, three years old, born 2013. That's when we graduated from college. 2013. Junior. I was out of the Army in 2013. I'm just trying to put this in perspective for myself, guys. I'm not trying to, like, you know, pin this thing to me. I'm just trying to... That wasn't long ago, man. She was three years old when she was killed. Three fucking years old. Three years old. Look at her. I mean... Mm. Y'all fucking hate me. Y'all are like, let's do that skateboarder murder. <laughs> let's do it's this. It's hard to talk about murdered kids. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's really is. Yeah, but ain't nobody else doing these fucking podcasts. No, it's hard. I don't it care what hard. you say, Jasmine. Ain't nobody doing this shit. Ain't nobody covering this shit. And you know what? I want to cover this stuff because of you know it's it this matters. Shit, this is what matters, man. Like, why the fuck she killed her kids? Why did she kill her kids? Why is everyone talking about the Murdo case and all this shit, Nicole? I'm just saying, people all were this, asking. All these rich people dying. Who gives a fuck? How about this three year old? That's who. That's who I care about. Both children. Both children, Charlie and Tyler, were dead, deceased when deputies arrived. Nothing they could do, as you'll see. From the autopsy and report. And were they all stabbed? Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I'll get to, quote, deep lacerations, mm. end quote. And both children, deep. And I'll put the knife used on talkmore.com. The, uh, not the actual knife that's not made public, but the, uh, the same model knife. And you'll see how deep. I mean, this is a type of knife we use as soldiers, we would buy these K-Bar knives. That's what they're called, K-Bar knives. And if, you know, if I was going to kill a Taliban member, which, not to get on a tangent, but Taliban, a bunch of pussies, I, I kill them with a fucking K-Bar knife. Even if I had a gun, I'd fucking take a knife, kill them. And that's the thing, like, I feel like stabbing is such a more intimate I know. thing than, like, using another form. Other than strangulation... I feel like mm. that stabbing is is more intimate than shooting. Yeah. You gotta get up close, yeah. I ain't getting off a tangent. Just one more thing. Let me say it. The thing is, while all these veterans are depressed, the ones that the war fighters that actually were killing Taliban, you killed Taliban, yay! No, these these Taliban, twelve years old to fifteen. That's the fucking demographic for a Taliban member. Twelve years old. Fuck, what were you doing at 12 years goddamn old? I think I had I had already smoked my first joint, but... Oh, my God. Yeah, man. I was like I didn't 10. I know what weed was at 12. Fucking selling weed at 12. Oh, not talking it. about fucking killing people for a goddamn religion or whatever. These, I mean, that's who we were killing, 12-year-olds. That's the Taliban you're killing. That's why we all fucked up. Anyway, moving on. Well, yeah, that sucks. And now the Taliban is in power again. <laughs> in power bullshit. They fucking bunch of pussies. I hate those motherfuckers. Little pussies would never want to fight us. I'm just saying, I ain't got ties. I ain't got ties. Why you do's? Why do you do's, Nikoi's? Let's get started again. Both children, seven-year-old Tyler, 
Daniel Clinton and three-year-old Charlie Rose, Jean Worley, were deceased when deputies arrived at the home. Now, if you want to read this, Nikwees. I don't know how to do delivery. Jim, we're trying to do a podcast here. You're trying to order french fries? You literally just told me to order. If you want to read this, Nicole. Jason Worley said he woke after hearing screaming. He didn't know who or what it was. When he got upstairs, he saw his ex-mother-in-law hysterically crying in the kitchen. Brandy Worley was sitting in the living room when he asked her what happened. She said, now you can take my children from me. Now you can't take me. She said, now you can't take my children from me, he said. Jason Worley, which we're about to get to, because the thing, the unique thing about this case, and yeah, this is a very tragic case, guys, very tragic, but the reason I wanted to cover it, Jason Worley, the husband, filed for divorce from Brandy two days before. This was on November 15th. He files for divorce. Now, the reason he filed for divorce to begin with, and I'm not... I'm not saying this is the reason she killed the kids. I don't want to say that by any means. But the reason he filed for divorce to begin with was because he got some advice from Reddit.com, from the members of our users of Reddit.com. Oh, great source. You being sarcastic or not? I can't tell. I don't know. Am I? I don't, I don't know, Jen. Can you tell me? Because I really don't know. I'm too drunk to know. Just tell me. Are you? I'm just saying, I don't want to go down this road, but please, guys, if you have advice with your relationships and shit, do not get it from a bunch of anonymous motherfucking people on the internet. Both kids had, quote, deep lacerations to the neck. Mm. Tyler, the seven-year-old, was stabbed three times in the neck and he had one superficial wound now i hope she like gave them benadryl and put them to sleep first no no she did not in fact the three-year-old charlie asked mama what she was doing no 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 charlie also the three-year-old charlie also had three stab wounds in the neck these are deep lacerations so you look at the mother brandy warley who has one laceration, which was not deep in the neck, compared to her children, which had three each deep in the neck. It seems like, you know, looking at it in an overhead eagle-eye view, you, you it's so easy to stab someone else deep as you can get it, deep as you can get the knife to the hilt, as they say. Does that mean the ba- the yeah the, the, the actual base of it the, to the hilt stab it in there as hard as you can might as well fuck stab it in there as hard as you can but then when it comes to yourself you don't really go all that far do you you know it seems like this is society today it ain't happening to him it ain't happening to her she might as well go to the hilt go to the hilt in these kids right. Three stab wounds, deep lacerations to the neck. That's what the autopsy says. Three lacerations, all deep to the neck. That means you don't just, eh, it's all the way in to the hilt. Oh, fuck. Why is it stuck? Is it stuck on the handle? You know, that little, the handle has a bar that comes out. 
and won't go past it. Mm-hmm. Fuck, it's stuck. It's stuck. It won't go any further. But then when you try to stab yourself, just a little poke. Just a little poke. It hurts. I don't want to do that. It hurts. Why do I want to do that? No. I tried to kill myself, but fuck, I couldn't. You know, life's worth living. I don't want to do that. It hurts too bad. But you'll go ahead and administer three to both your daughter and your son. Charlie also had three deep laceration in the neck all the way down to the hilt. Like you, you know what? I just don't understand. It's like, as a teacher, like, how do you explain that to the rest of your class? Like, I was actually, uh, I just hold that thought. Because I actually put something in here. I was like, ask Jen this in my notes. Just hold that thought. Okay, hold that thought. I love when y'all are all hungry and shit, and I have the power. I You do not want me to be this hungry for much longer. So What you gonna do? Kick me in the nutsack? I also enjoy this because she usually isn't this hungry. I'm this hungry. Oh, yeah? She's hangry. We don't see Nicole hangry very often. Hangry. Well, how about I only got two pieces of bacon this morning instead of my usual three? What's up with that? usually get four. I'm so sorry. Oh, I usually got four, but I only got two this morning? Oh, fuck. I swear. (laughs) I am so hungry. This is very entertaining for me. We got to do this goddamn, goddamn. Well, stop yelling in the motherfucking mic, yo. Goddamn. People are going to think we're fucking amateur hour in this bitch. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, your apology is not accepted. (laughs) Can we move on? I don't like hangry Nicole. Three stab wounds each to both daughter and son. The murder happens in Charlie's room. Brandy Worley had actually asked Tyler, the seven-year-old, if he wanted to do a, quote, sleepover, end quote, in Charlie's room that night. This is a completely premeditated Mm. murder. The knife, for instance, was the knife, for instance, was purchased for this exact murder. No one buys a K-bar knife to cut steak steak with yeah you buy that to to gut a deer or something you know that's why they sell them for like a hunting knife it is a hunting knife yeah um brandy was taken to the methodist hospital in indiana this is the uh interesting thing about this really interesting thing about this case not the tragic thing but the thing that would be really interesting if it wasn't so tragic what you're looking at now, go to talkmore.com. This is the Reddit post. And kind of want to just read this a little right quick. If if you want to, let me blow it up for you. If you can just read this, Nikwees. What you're reading now, this is from the Reddit user, Jason in Hell. Jason is the husband. Jason Worley, 30 years old. He wrote this on Reddit. And this was... Right before the murder, you know, two weeks before the murder, he gets on Reddit. His wife was being unfaithful. He takes to Reddit in their relationship advice section. I caught my wife cheating on me over a year ago. I stayed with her for the sake of our children, but I haven't been able to get it off my mind since. It has been 476 days since I confronted her about it. How do I know? Because every time I catch myself thinking about it, I tell myself, it's only been X days. Maybe you won't think about it tomorrow. So to go back to the beginning, I had just taken on a new project and responsibilities at work. I worked a lot of hours, 60 plus hours per week, and was noticeably stressed. 
It was in May of 2015 that I noticed she had added a password to her phone. When confronted about it, she told me it was because she was planning my Father's Day present and didn't want me to ruin the surprise. About a week later, she came to me and told me that she felt guilty about keeping a big secret from me and told me that she was having our neighbor, a contractor, build a home office for me as my present. It struck me as odd that in our six years together, she has never said she felt guilty about anything and always insists that she never regrets anything in her life. Time goes on, her phone is still password protected and things didn't feel right. I see her using her phone and smiling to herself more and more often. When I ask her what she's doing, she says nothing and puts her phone away. So one morning, I wait for her to get in the shower. I grab her phone before it requires her password, and I go through her messages and find she is texting the neighbor. I am all covered in frosting. You want to lick it off? Well, you got to say that, like, I'm all covered in frosting. You want to lick it off? I'm all covered in frosting. You want to lick it off? What do you want? (laughs) I'm hungry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let her finish reading. Okay, go ahead. Fuck. I just want to say real quick, if you're married to somebody and they have a password on your phone, Apple I'm just doesn't saying. Apple you not have a password on your okay, phone. Okay, well, I'm just saying, guys, if you have a password on your phone, you need to motherfucking get a, a, a burner cell phone and keep that shit in your glove Babe, box. shut up. Keep that shit hidden, yo. Turned off. Stop. It's, you are not helping yourself out right now. Burner phone. And the neighbor is spending more and more time at our house, but the office is being completed slower and slower. I can't help but worry that something isn't right, so I start checking her location using Google t- Timeline. It was at this point that I realized that there are large gaps in her GPS history because she was turning off her phone's GPS. Fast forward to July, and at this point, the paranoia is driving me nuts, so I tell her that I need to install new antivirus on her phone. While she has it unlocked for me, I install anti-theft software so I can remotely turn the GPS back on and set up AT&T message backup and restore so I can read all of her text messages from that point on my computer. The next day, my mother asks to spend time with my two kids, so my wife drops them off with her and has the day to herself. I watch, the, I watch my wife's activity from work as she spends the day trying to meet up with the neighbor, but is unsuccessful because he's busy at another job site. Wait, can I just say real quick? This is your motherfucking neighbor. Your wife is fucking the neighbor. Awkward. Okay, you go out to your mailbox, get the mail, and your neighbor's waving at you. Hey, neighbor. And his wiener smells like your wife. That's fucked. That is fucked, yo. That night, we get the kids back from my mom's house, and we go out to dinner with the neighbor, his girlfriend, and his son. My wife and his girlfriend are having a good time drinking, laughing, and just joking around. His girlfriend mentions that she she would like to see Magic Mike XXL. I say it's a good idea. I'll watch the kids so my wife and her can go. So my wife and her go, and the neighbor and I go back to my house, and the kids play video games together. The neighbor... Who has been having sexual intercourse with your wife, who you just saw at the mailbox. Hey, neighbor. Now you want to come back and have our sons play video games together? You were bizanging my wife, yo. And now you want to play video games? What do you want to play? Halo? Because Halo's old. 
The kids are back in my son's room playing games and the neighbor is sitting across from me on the other couch. It's at this point that my wife starts texting him. She's describing sex acts that she would like to perform with him and he is reciprocating. She tells him to check his Snapchat and at the same time I get a Snapchat from her too. And it's her fingering herself in the bathroom stall. Okay, let's just talk about that. You're sitting across from your neighbor. Your kids' sons are your son's with your neighbor's son, who has been bizanging your wife, they're playing the new Doom, which is called Doom. Babe. You're sitting across from your neighbors, and he's getting a Snapchat. You have some software on her phone, on, on your phone, that shows everything she's sending. So as he gets a Snapchat, you're seeing your wife on your phone sending a Snapchat. So it's basically like she's sending it to both of y'all on the toilet. She's fingering herself. Your neighbor is sitting there getting all giggly and you're sitting across on the couch. I'm just trying to put you guys in a mindset. What the fuck? What you going to do? It's not right. It ain't right. They keep talking, trying to figure out when they can meet up and have sex. They decide on Monday morning after I go to work. So in my head, I have already planned to pretend to leave and circle back to catch them. But then they tell each other that they love each other, and it's all I can do to not leave off the couch and knock him out. But I contain myself and continue reading the conversation unfolding in front of me. Then he tells her, you're my girl now, to which she replies, always have been, ending with him writing, and always will be. He says, you're my girl now. The husband is sitting across the couch. I'm just trying to put you guys, I'm trying to get you guys to think. What the fuck? For sure. That's literally when I'd pull out the shot and get shoddy. You know, put it right in the mouth. My wife and the neighbor's girlfriend returned from the movie and I asked them politely to sit down. I then asked the kids to stay in my son's room and shut the door. I return to the living room and confront my wife and the neighbor. I say, so you two love each other, huh? My wife goes into flow-blown denial, and the neighbor's girlfriend starts smacking him. I ask my wife if she's been texting him. She says no. So I show her the text messages. She admits to it, but says it was the first time and it had gone that far. I ask my wife if she has sent pictures. She says no. So I show her the picture. She admits, but says it was the first time. It was the first time. It was the first time that I've ever fingered myself, my vagina... I ask her if she's having sex with him and she says no. Because I didn't wait to catch them having sex together, I didn't have evidence to prove her wrong, so that one stays unsolved. They were definitely doing it. I mean, what do you guys think? I know I'm yeah, drunk. Yeah, I think they were. Yeah. I mean, All right. So, this has got 472 hearts on it. This is in Reddit. I'm 30. 30M. I'm 30M. 30M. Oh, male. I'm a 30-year-old male having a hard time. Coping with my life, 29 female, having cheated on me with a neighbor, 51. 51 years old. can still... I'm 50 years old. He says, uh, I called my wife cheating on me over a year ago. I stayed with her for the sake... I stayed with her for the sake of the children, but I haven't been able to get it off my mind since. Update... I'm taking your advice. Instead of trying to fix something she doesn't want to... Well, actually, you read this, Nicole. 
Instead of trying to fix something she doesn't want to fix, she has refused counseling several times in the past before this has even happened. I'm going to get myself and my kids out. I meet with an attorney next week. Thank you, everyone, for helping me see how far I had my head up my ass. So I'll put the whole Reddit thread, because apparently Reddit doesn't delete anything. They just keep it. Even if you delete your username, which he has since... It's all this still there documented. R slash user, I think, is the... Huh? Like, if you delete your account, I think it just shows up as R slash user. Yeah, or whatever. Even though he deleted his account, all the, the correspondence are still there. So he was basically asking for advice on relationship advice, and the advice overwhelmingly was to divorce his wife. And that's what happened two days before the murder. That's what makes this case so unique. Last Thursday, I lost my children, Tyler, age seven, and Charlie, age three, in a horrific tragedy. Tyler loved watching people be like, particularly the episodes where Will would try new foods. While watching the episode where Will sat in the hot car, Tyler turned to me and said, why doesn't he just turn the air on? When he saw Steve making his song on the BTS, he had to point out that he had a beard just like his dad and he laughed uncontrollably for the inflatable dinosaur suit I, that's, at the end. that's pretty much good sorry unless you want to keep reading it let me talk a little bit about the children just to really just drive home the depressingness of this nature tyler seven years old he was described as a quote hoot in quote by the pastor seth schultz at the congregational christian church he would teach Tyler during the summers. This was a vacation Bible school during the summers. Mm. His father said, quote, Tyler could walk into a room with 20 strangers, 20 strangers, a seven-year-old walk in a room, 20 people I didn't know. Quote, Tyler would walk into a room with 20 strangers and come out with 20 friends, mm. end quote. That was Tyler. He was actually born 10 weeks early. And after he was born... Both Brandy and Jason in better times after the birth made a promise together of, quote, we will always, quote, we always said the children would come first before each other or our marriage, end quote. And uh, Charlie, um, a little bit about Brandy real quick. Brandy Worley, no prior arrest, Indiana born girl, Darlington born girl. Uh, police has never been called to the house before. No, n- nothing to indicate any violence in her past that I could find. But this is a little bit about Charlie, if you want to read this. And we're almost done. I know it's kind of depressing as fuck, but. Charlie was a big ball of attitude. She loved getting dressed up and wouldn't leave the house without braids or a bow in her hair. Oh, bless her. So this is what I want to ask Jen about. So both children went to Sugar Creek Elementary School. Colleen Moran, the superintendent of North Montgomery Community Schools, which is an overhead of the Sugar Creek, said, quote, your student may... Obviously, they were distraught. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, they've said other things, but I'm just pulling this quote right. to, to ask you your opinion. She said, quote, in an email, your student may arrive home this afternoon with questions and worries about these losses. You can help by simply talking, listening and reassuring them. 
end quote. And then I put, Jen, what's the procedure here? Question mark. Well, it's a bit different because, you know, number one, we're in South Carolina versus Indiana. Number two, I work in a high school versus an elementary school. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. But, you know, I'm not quite sure of the procedure. Um, So I can't give you a a clear answer. But it's just hard to try to have to like put yourself not only in the parent in a parent's shoes with the children coming home, because if a student is out you know, absent one day, you're not like, if they have the cold, obviously it's like, okay, this kid's not in class, but like, you know, you have, it's not the cold. The kid has a cold, like the student is not coming back. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like you have, I don't, I don't know. What about the, 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 all right. A kid comes home and says, or I mean, obviously the parents know probably, but this Tyler's mother killed him. You know, are are you gonna do that to me, mommy? I'm not trying to make fun of it, but I'm saying no, like, but I, I mean, because think... at a seven year old, I mean, do do all mommies kill their kids type of shit? Because at seven years old, I would think that too. You know, right? I understand that question, but at the same <sighs> time, as a teacher, you wouldn't say that Tyler's mommy killed him. Like, no, the, I, that's, yeah. that would be putting undue stress onto oh, the student. So that is, the the kid wouldn't actually know at that point that the mom killed him. I mean, that it wouldn't be the teacher's responsibility to tell him, no, no, I don't think that a student in that, because seven years old, you're talking first, second grade, it would be irresponsible to say that the student's mother oh, is yeah, the one who per- perpetrated traded the crime. You know, you would want to go they more. They don't need that detail. Correct. Like, it's okay. something that would be, it would put undue stress onto the child. What if they found that out on the news or whatever? Then that's on the parent to, to, to address. That's not I'd- on the teacher, because it the teacher you may say okay well tyler's not going to be in class anymore um you know the and even if you do address it like i don't know what the procedure is to address it or not address it but as a first grade or second grade teacher you're not going to address that the child's mother murdered them even as a high school teacher you wouldn't say that the mother murdered them you wouldn't give details privy to the case I mean, like, if students find out on their own, that's on the student, that's on the parent, that's not on teachers. Um, I mean, grief counselors are going to be available at the school. Like, even as school counselors, we, if, for example, um, a faculty member passed away last year and a student passed away last year. So, so we had to be available for students and faculty who needed to talk about it and wanted to, you know, wanted to me- like, like talk about and remember those people. But we don't go out and, you know, necessarily, you know, as teachers, we may not necessarily say, hey, this happened and um, Tyler was stabbed three times in the neck by his mother. You don't do that. You know, um, there may be a statement that a principal puts out, um, sends out to parents, uh, but but it's it's not it's not going to be as detailed as yeah. that. There I was thinking some... like with today's world, TikTok and shit. I mean, I mean, I know seven years old is too young to, for TikTok. I hope, outside, right? The fuck? Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yes, Jeez most Christ. likely, most likely they will not know what TikTok is. Fucking hopefully, hope but so. Out, like, there's a difference between outside media and statements that the district and the school put out there's there's a major difference so if a student or a family finds out via outside media that's separate from the school district in the in the school and the school may put out a statement 
but that's separate than if like the that student finds out via outside sources. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So let's talk about the day of the murder real quick and then we'll close this case up. Obviously very tragic here. Jason files for divorce November 15th. The family actually goes to a dance program for three-year-old Charlie. They went to dinner then, so the four of them. Brandy asked, or Brandy stated that she needed to go to Walmart to get pipe cleaners for a uh, upcoming school project that Charlie, or excuse me, for an upcoming school project that Tyler has. She went to Walmart and she bought this knife right here. This is a K-Bar knife. If you wanted to kind of describe that. Well, it looks like a hunting or fishing knife. Yeah, it's a very, uh, I'm going to say right now, yeah, it does sell at Walmart. These do sell at Walmart. I mean, all the knives. So there's a couple of knives you buy if you're a soldier. I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to comment that it does say U.S. Marine Corps. Yeah, so you, you buy a K-Bar knife, which K-Bars, I think they're German made, but they're, they're, um, I can't remember the name for it, but they're, they don't flip in and out. They're very, um, what do you call it? Straight, I guess. They, they don't fold up. Are you buy like a SOG or a, um, fuck, it's been so long, I can't even remember. Um, can't even remember the knives I used to have. But these are the type of knives that you buy for military uses, for cutting, hunting uses, for dressing out deer or whatnot. So she actually goes to Walmart to buy pipe cleaners, but she comes home with this thing. Do you, were pipe cleaners the arts and crafts? Why are they called pipe cleaners? Did they actually use them to clean out pipes before they were yeah, arts and crafts? Yeah, I would imagine so, yeah. If you want to read this. The family played on a Murphy bed before Jason bathed the kids and got them ready for bed. Jason said, quote, I told them that I love you and I'll see you in the morning. That was the last thing he's ever said. Now, he is sleeping in the basement. His wife had just had an affair. They were married for six years. She was having sex with the neighbor. The neighbor was coming over and the kids were playing video games, sitting across the couch, fucking Snapchatting herself. I mean, come on, you guys, like, I thought you guys would be like, what the fuck? That's It is fucked. That's fucked, man. Anyway, she's having an affair. He is sleeping in the basement. The basement. That's how good of a guy this guy is, man. And uh, he takes to Reddit, try to ask for advice. He's obviously faithful, but she has put him through hell. The last thing he said to his kids were, quote, I told them that I love you and I'll see you in the morning. End quote. And then, if you want to read this. Jason Worley said he woke after hearing screaming. He didn't know who or what it was. When he got upstairs, he saw his ex-mother-in-law hysterically crying in the kitchen. Brandy Worley was sitting in the living room when he asked her what happened. She said, now you can't take my children from me. Oh, what? Oh, my God. That's terrible. Yeah, you can't take my children from me. That is true. I mean, the children are that's dead. Up. So. That's awful. That's terrible. So what's her, her deal? Is she, is she in prison? <sighs> life in prison? Well, obviously, kill? she... Death row? Death row? She's out. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. You, the don't. way you looked at me, fuck. No, I'm just... Don't play. Hey, Nicole, don't play that <laughs> game. Yeah. Fuck no, No, bitch. she is in prison for the rest of her life. Good. Consecutive 120 years. Montgomery County... Co- 
Montgomery County Circuit Court Judge Harry Samas said, actually, he in the if he court if you watch the video of the court, he sits quiet for four minutes. He couldn't even speak. And the the only thing he said was, quote, sometimes there is no explanation. Darkness is in this world and it penetrates minds and or hearts, end quote. She got 55 years on one count, 65 years on the other, and they're both consecutive, which means she's got to serve them back to back. So she'll die in prison. Obviously, Jason has not had contact since when he woke up that morning. He hasn't had contact with his ex-wife. The divorce finally went through in 2017, but he hasn't tried to contact her or whatever. Um, if you watch the, if you read some more about what Jason says, obviously he's off social media and everything. He would say stuff, and you could tell this guy, he ain't just saying this shit, but his kids, he would say his kids were his life, you know, I don't know how he's doing now. I couldn't find out where he's at or whatever. Probably fucking depressed. I mean, the kids were his life. His his wife, the the woman that he fell in love with. Not only, kids. I mean, that's what that's what happened. So, very tragic case. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Probably not, nope. but not not exactly. But anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Go talk murder.com if you want to find out more and see the photos of this case. And we put out episodes every Tuesdays and Thursdays. My name is John. I'm here sitting with Jen and Nicole. Until next time, good night, you lovely, 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 lovely people.